episode of Hey Neighbor, where we connect with some of the most inspiring individuals on leadership, community, and sometimes we even take it international. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Fel, and the great thing about this podcast is I often get to be joined by some pretty incredible Rotarians to lead these important discussions. Today is no exception. Chad Cummins is the past president of Rotary Club of Calgary Connect. He's a mild-mannered marketing and communications professional by day and a passionate advocate for Calgary community by night. Today, we are so honored to have a very important and impressive guest join us to talk about what it means to give and serve the community. Just a reminder that the podcast is run by Rotary Calgary Connect. We are a young club looking to connect in new and inspiring ways, and we hope this podcast is a meaningful addition to whatever you are listening to. As always, a huge shout out to our podcast extraordinaire, Christina, who's behind the scenes making this all happen. So without further ado, Chad, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me, Val. Happy to uh, happy to join you today. Really excited to be part of the conversation. I think this is a really cool concept for a podcast. Uh, it's great to be part of getting it going. I think it gives us the opportunity to shine a spotlight on the Rotary community, the incredible projects that we're a part of, and the interesting people who keep that re- Rotary wheel turning. Um, and as you mentioned, we have a very important guest joining us today, Mr. Martin Parnell. Martin is the new district governor for the 5360 district. And for those of you listening who don't know, that means that Martin leads a group of over 40 clubs throughout the Southern Alberta area. He's a member of the Rotary Club of Cochrane and uh, an international keynote speaker, author, athlete, multi Guinness world record holder. Wow, that's that's an impressive resume and I'm sure it only scratches the surface of his accomplishments. So Martin, congratulations on entering our year as district governor and thank you for making the time to join us on today's show. Welcome. Great, thanks Chad, thanks Val. Uh, Great to be here today. Awesome, so uh, to get things started, I, I I know that I'm very curious and I think our listeners will be as well. Multi-Guinness World Record Holder. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Well, I started an initiative, gosh, this was a number of years ago, called Quest for Kids. And the idea was to do 10 quests or fundraisers over a five-year period to try and raise a million dollars and uh, help 25,000 children. And this was for the humanitarian organization Right to Play. And I was trying to think of ideas for different things to do. And the idea of doing a Guinness World Record kind of came into my head. And, and I put the word out, you know, is, does anyone have any thoughts on you know, what I could do? And I got a reply from Netball Alberta, which is your know, netball, if you don't know, is similar to basketball, but very popular in England and Australia and, and the Commonwealth countries. And so my first Guinness World Record was uh, playing 61 hours straight of netball. And after that, I sort of got the taste for doing Guinness World Records and ended up doing uh, a total of now six in endurance sports, in lacrosse and indoor soccer, uh, ice hockey, ball hockey, and recently in the biggest running of a a virtual marathon, which was the London Marathon. So it's just been a fun thing, but, you know, it's great for fundraising. It really gets people's attention and it really worked well. So sorry, the, the endurance sports, um, and you mentioned hockey, so it piqued my interest. Uh, like, did you play them all consecutively, like an Ironman marathon, where you like run from the rink to the basketball court, or or how, what did that look like? 
Good heavens, Chad. No, I mean, you know, let's get serious here. Okay. So they were done over, they were done over a number of years, uh, as I say, over, over a five year period with some decent breaks in between, you know, after doing 61 hours of netball, I needed to sleep. So uh, no, you had to, you had to break them up and it was different groups. And, you know, these fundraisers, and we'll talk about a little later, especially with Rodi, they take a lot of work, a lot of organizing, a lot of different groups involved and it, to get it right. And also to get the approval from Guinness, they're very strict on all the details. It takes a lot of work to pull off one of these uh, events. I believe it. Uh, so a number of records already under the belts, any sights on future records? Oh, there's always a sight on a future record, yeah. So uh, this year I'm looking at doing the biggest virtual 10K run in the world. So there's a, in September, there's lots of people getting together and hopefully we can set a record for the biggest virtual 10K run in the world. Nice. And when does that happen? Oh gosh, September 19th, I think. You should sign up. You're a, you're a, a what, aspiring half marathon? I'm aspiring. Let's, let's really yeah, emphasize no, the good. aspiring. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Chad has a, a marathon he's got to run too. So this is perfect. It just fits right into his, uh, his regime. I'm, I'm in training. It's uh, the beginning of a very long montage that'll see me get incrementally better. I used to be able to run 5K, no problem. I started training and uh, at one and a half K, I was like, ooh, I'm in, I'm in some trouble here. So uh, yeah, need to continue this montage. But one, anyway. one step at a time, Chad, one step at a time. Literally, literally. I like that. I'm probably going to repeat that mantra in my mind many times <laughs> throughout the course of the race. Um, Awesome. So on that, let's segue a little bit. So you're also a keynote speaker. And as part of your speaking events, you talk about helping people to set goals, overcome obstacles and achieve outstanding results. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's I'm, my background. I'm a mining engineer. So for 25 years, I worked in the mining industry across Canada. I worked in Kimberley in BC and in Yellowknife up at the gold mines and in Sudbury, Ontario. And after I finished my career, my life took um, a number of changes. Um, my wife, uh, Wendy, uh, passed away from cancer back in 2001. And my life really flipped around. I had two older children. And for a while, I was in a very dark place. I, I just didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. And the job I had at the time, which was, an, you know, was really good as an HR manager in the mining company, it just wasn't fulfilling me. And so I decided to take a break and I talked to my kids. I said, kids, you know, I just, I just need to, to do something. I need to, you know, try something different. So I ended up doing a, a bike trip across Africa with a group of 30 people. We cycled from uh, Cairo to Cape town over four months. And it was an amazing trip. And I, what happened is I just did it as, you know, for an adventure. I needed, I really needed to do something uh, for myself. And I had a yearning to see Africa and I thought, you know, I would be seeing all the sights and so on. But what it ended up is I ended up playing sport with kids. I ended up playing table tennis and running and soccer and basketball. And I just saw the joy that sport brought to children. And I'd also got into running, started going into running and into um, um, Ironman triathlons and so on. And I found I was, I, I have a gift. I'm very, very good at doing long boring things long slow boring things i'm just it's i'm brilliant at that i'm not very fast but i can just keep going and going and going and so i decided to do a, my first fundraiser which was to run 250 marathons in one year so in 2010 on january the 1st i started my first marathon 
and over a year and there was lots of challenges and lots of you know things that came up that caused me to think what am I doing but eventually I managed to complete the 250 marathons and so this was the beginning of really for me setting goals overcoming obstacles and achieving outstanding results I never thought I could do that and the reason I did the 250 was part of the as I mentioned the quest for kids to raise money for right to play and this is a theme that I've been doing really ever since then ever since then I've been setting goals be it Guinness World Records running marathons um, we'll talk about rotary but setting up some challenges in rotary that I really feel help people along their path you Chad you're talking about a goal you have and that's the way to do it set a goal and look at a plan to achieve it and so I ended up uh, being asked to speak about that and over the last eight ten years I've been a professional speaker uh, I've written three books and my fourth book's coming out in the end of September the ageless athlete age is just a number so that's kind of a I think it fits perfectly. And I have um, a film out with, um, with the time I went to Afghanistan when I ran a marathon in support of women and girls, uh, the secret marathon. So this has kind of led to a second career, which is super exciting. And so, yeah, setting goals and overcoming obstacles and to achieve outstanding results is really sort of the maxim that I've applied to whether it's my personal life or my rotary life. I absolutely love that. And um, i encourage people to check out your website. Actually, I, in preparation for the podcast, I got a chance to watch your TED talk, which you talk about that um, tour to Africa or to Afghanistan and, and supporting women in Afghanistan, which I think is just really incredible. So people should go to martinparnell.com. Your TED talk is called Life is a Relay. And you talk about exploding out of the box or out of the blocks and really finding your passion and then passing the torch. And I'm just wondering if you can touch on what that means to you and particularly, you know, bringing it to the Rotary community. How do we translate that into what we're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I was looking at a kind of metaphor for, for life in a, in, a, in a sense. And I felt the relay is an excellent one. And so when you start, you know, you get ready on the blocks and the gun goes off and you kind of burst off. And that's like, that's like finding your passion. It's just, you know, it sometimes takes a little bit of time. But when you found it, boy, you just you just want to go with it. And then in a relay, you sort of get into that middle section where you find your stride, you start learning, you start discovering things. And then, of course, very soon you come to the to the finish line. But in a relay, it's not just you crossing the finish line. You've got to pass that baton and you've got to pass that knowledge and that information on to somebody else. And for me, again, that is a perfect metaphor for for rotary. We do things we we you know, we want to achieve goals we want to help people but then we pass our knowledge on and so yeah I've, I use that all the time and um, whether it's you know, writing a book or helping others in different ways I think it's so critical we pass that we pass that baton on yeah for sure so I mean in running um, in life it, you know it takes perseverance to get through some of these obstacles um, do you have any tips or tricks for for people who are listening who you know, like something to, to just keep going when they feel like calling it quits or, or walking away from it. Um, you know, sometimes we can start a project with a lot of passion, but as it wears on, it kind of wears us down and uh, like running through marathons. And, and like you said, the, through the experiences that you've been through, uh, just, do you have any, any tips for, for keeping going? Oh yeah. I've got the number one tip. So write this down or put it on the fridge or whatever is uh, chunk it down. So I chunk everything down into 10 minute blocks. 
So my life is lived in 10 minute blocks. And so what I do is, for example, in running, um, when I run, I run nine minutes and walk one. Uh, and, and what I find is by doing that, and I don't care, like, I'm, I won't do it for, a, you know, for a 5k run, but I'll do it once I'm looking at the marathon or the ultra marathon or whatever, as you say, looking at a, a, a big challenge. If you break it down and say, okay, I have to do this little piece. That's all. Don't worry about doing any more. And I'll run my, my 10 minutes. And then I'll say, well, why not do 10 more minutes? And I'll do the next 10 minutes. And by that, that way, by, by taking it into little pieces, it's amazing what you can do. And so you don't get overawed. You don't get frozen to the bench. You don't get, oh my gosh, this is too big. You've got to start somewhere. Start with that first step. Do your 10 minutes. And I think this works. You know, I've written three books. Well, actually the fourth one's, you know, just coming out. It's the same thing. I mean, in a book, there's 80,000 words. Well, my gosh, like that's a lot of words. I break it down into um, 400 word pieces. Just chunk it down, chunk it down, just put it down and then just do the next one. And so I found that works really well for a lot of things. You know, where, again, whether it's your personal life or whether it's running or, you know, with rotary, just break it down into pieces, knock off a piece. Don't panic. Don't beat yourself up. Oh, I'm, you know, I didn't do it today. I think that's one thing people do is, oh, I didn't do it today. I'm done. I'm finished. No, just take a break and then go back to it. So I think, uh, I think those, that kind of a strategy works really well. I, uh, I think that's motivation for you, Chad, in your, your uh, marathon training. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's motivation all around uh, in the marathon training. I'm writing a report right now for work. And I think I, I did write it down, chunk it down, 10 minute blogs. I'm going to have it on a post-it on my monitor here and it'll keep me going. And I'm sure yeah. it'll run through my head when I start running. It. it works, Chad. Trust me, it works. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting too, because um, as I was doing some prep, I, I heard that you actually were not a runner when you kind of signed up for your first marathon commitment, which, um, you know, and I love the title of your new book too. It, it kind of indicates that it's never too late to start. Um, you know, how do you, it, early on, it would have been tough to just say like, oh, okay, I ran a kilometer, like Chad said, and I have how many more to go and I can do this, you know? Yeah, no, Val, that's a, you know, I think there's a couple of good points here. Um, I didn't start running until I was 47. So I had no interest in running. You know, I enjoyed golf. I liked a bit of tennis, but I mean, running was not on my radar at all. But then I was challenged to a marathon by my younger brother, Peter. And if you're challenged by a younger sibling, I mean, you just don't say no, you know, <laughs> you just can't happen. So, um, so I said, absolutely, I'll do the marathon. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, I don't run. So, so similar, you know, to Chad, I, I, that night it was in Sudbury. It was December. It was snowy. I went out and I was not dressed for the, you know, I had a, I had a fleecy top. I had cotton pants, tennis shoes, a toque, you know, I, like gloves, some, some kind of gloves. And I ran one K out and one K back and it was absolutely terrible. It was awful. I thought, as you said, I got to do another 40 K like it's ridiculous. There's no way you can physically do that. And so I tried the next night, I did 2K out, 2K back, and it was a complete mess. It was just absolutely awful. And I thought, I've got to do something. I've got to figure this out. So I ended up joining the Sudbury Rocks Running Club. And again, this is one of the learnings is anything that I try, I've realized that I've got to get help. I don't care what it is. You know, don't, don't think I can, you can do it all on your own. It's only me. It's no. And it's the same in Rotary. We need help. Put your hand out, say, look, please help me. So I joined the running club and it was amazing over the next few months. 
they helped me get going. They motivated me. Uh, they, you know, gave me ideas. And so, again, a tip is if you're taking on something new, you sure have a, you know, maybe you have a try at it, but get help along the way. It's absolutely critical. Yeah, no, for sure. Support, a good support system can help you go a lot further. Uh, so another wise piece of advice that helps you. Put it on your, put it on your post-it there, Chad. Yeah, no, it's going on the post-it, going on the board for sure. <laughs> you need a bigger board. I, I'm going to, we'll see how this podcast goes. I might have a lot of post-its and some sage <laughs> advice to have up there. <laughs> awesome. Um, also in, in your writing uh, or, and your speaking, you, you talk about hope and resiliency being outcomes of both physically and mentally active, of being both physically and mentally active. Um, and, you, and you've talked about that with your running and stuff, but, but can you dive into that a little bit more and how it all kind of comes together? Yeah, this is something that during this Rotary time, and I've been a Rotarian for 11 years with the Rotary Club of Cochrane, particularly over the COVID time. So this 18-month period, uh, there's been a lot of, well, obviously there's been you know, an incredible global challenge, but for individuals, and I'll talk about Rotary, it's been a huge, a huge challenge for families, for friends, as we try and get through the, the COVID, you know, with the lockdowns and so on. And so... One thing I do talk about is you know, hope and resiliency um, and looking at ways to improve your mental health and wellness, because this is a huge issue. And so one thing for me that has helped me is, is movement, is running. You know, we talk about meditation. Well, running is my meditation. When I'm out, I live in Cochrane. I'm on, just on the uh, pathway to the Bow, the Bow River, and I run along there, and it's uh, the flow. I feel a flow. I've got a I've got a, um, a cadence and that really helps my mental health. It helps my physical health and obviously my mental health. And so this is something that I wanted to bring into the, this rotary year is the idea of movement of, of let's do something for ourselves. Let's do something for others and, and let's help. Let's do both of those. I, I think they're not separate. And so with, with some of the uh, initiatives that I've brought in this year, they are geared with movement, but not just not just movement, running, walking, hiking. We've also brought in the idea of movement in terms of, you know, gardening or yoga or something that you do that can help your mental health and wellness. And wellness. And this is one of the initiatives Move for Polio that we're currently doing with our Rotary District. And so just for the, the people listening in who aren't aware of the Move for Polio, can you Give us a little bit more details about what that initiative is. Yeah, so again, as, as was mentioned, I'm the district governor for District 5360 this year, starting July the 1st and going to June 30th next year. And I've brought in three, three initiatives. And one, the first one is the move for polio. And polio, um, end polio now is the signature uh, fundraiser for Rotary International globally. And this has been an endeavor to eradicate polio over the last 30 years of which Rotary has had a huge um, contribution in doing. And so each year there are different kind of fundraisers. Sometimes they're individual clubs. Uh, but what happened last year was that uh, Marlene Doherty, who is the district chair for the Empolio Now uh, committee, <clears throat> talked to an individual, a member, uh, Vic Morris from the Sylvan Lake Rotary Club. And Vic wanted to do something, to, to do a fundraiser, 
to end to end polio. And Vic's a big cyclist. And he said, well, why don't we do a pedal for polio? So his club started to, to cycle and to build up kilometers and raise money for this pedal for polio. What happened is in our district, as was mentioned, we have 40 plus clubs and 14 of those clubs got together and started and worked on this fundraiser. And the fundraiser goes from July the 1st to October 31st. And they ended up raising over $70,000, which is you know phenomenal. And I think this is the other thing is the power of the, of the group, the power of collaborating. You're members of the uh, Calgary Connect Rotary Club. And so again, you're one of the, that group of 40 plus Rotary Clubs. We have um, uh, four Rotaract Clubs. We have 20 Interact Clubs and three Early Act Clubs. And those, those different clubs um, are clubs for different age groups, basically, uh, in, in uh, Rotary. And so if we can get together and we can figure out um, um, an initiative where we can work together and raise money for polio, I thought this would be amazing. So I talked to Marlene and to Vic. And we decided rather than pedal for polio, we'll do move for polio. As I mentioned, this, this, this time we're doing a number of things, both physical and also, you know, mental, like, you know, um, if you want to read a book, or if you want to do something that will help your mental health and wellness. And so we have uh, brought in a fun, fundraising platform called Event Groove. And now we have all, in fact, it's 70 clubs are on there. And we have 27 clubs right now that have club champions. So I don't know if your club has a club champion. I need to check. Do you know, Chad and Val? I, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but we'll check into that. And I think we'll... I think you will put sticky note on the bulletin board. Sticky note. Okay, let's, let's... <laughs> sign up Jeff Hughes as club champion. I, yeah, that's my... right. That's right. And you may have. I I, I just I, I just don't remember. So you may have. This is on your to do list. All right. So absolutely. So this is this is one of the initiatives that I wanted to bring in this year that uses movement to help um, mental health and wellness. I, I, I just think it's a, just a core thing to do. And it's, it's one thing we can do as individual members. So that was, I say, that's an approach we're taking uh, the first part of this road of the year. One of the things I really love about the initiative as well as, you know, as a club, we're a younger club. There's a lot of um, individuals that are coming to our club that maybe don't have a lot of community experience. They haven't necessarily been a part of a lot of different initiatives. So they're really kind of exploring different things. And I think sometimes the idea of fundraising can be a little intimidating. Um, but I love just to tie it back to about exploding out of the blocks, finding your passion. Like sometimes it, it doesn't have to start with a, we need a fundraiser kind of um, piece, it starts with a passion, like cycling and saying, how can I really motivate people to, to do something that I'm also passionate about and support this cause? So I love the idea that you can find your passion in different ways and then just create an opportunity about it. And then I love the idea of community too. I think that's just something that Rotary does so well. And our district is very big, um, but, you know, bringing it together, like, like that through these themes is, is just so important in creating those connections. No, you know, value exactly right. And in fact, when I was thinking about this Rotary year coming up where I'm the district, the district governor, I wanted three, and I chose three things. One of the, and again, get your posted note ready, Chad. One of the things that I really um, use in my personal life, but also in my, my Rotary life is do less than obsess. So one of the, one of the, 
I think the issues that we all have is we have a lot of uh, uh, things coming into us, be it through through the media, through it, uh, you know, through the digital platforms. We get a lot of requests to do stuff, and it's all about people want a piece of our time. And there's so many ways that time is kind of stolen, right? It's like you know we can we can do this, do that. And I think I think one thing that I like to to talk about is pick what you want to do and then go deep. Don't have 50 things and very shallow and pick five things or three things and then really, really nail it. And so for this year, uh, the three my the, the, the three initiatives are move for polio, uh, Rotary Day of Service. I'll be happy to talk about that, empowering women and girls, and also our district conference coming up in May of next year. So would you like me to kind of talk a little bit about those elements? Yeah, so we've, we've covered the move for polio, and that really covers the first third of the year from uh, July 1st to, Oct to October 24th. The next um, initiative is Rotary Day of Service. And this is an initiative that was brought forward by the Rotary International president for this year, Sheikh Gamata. And he has asked that we have a, have a day of service and we, um, we focus on empowering the girl, empowering women and girls. And so I've been involved in an event called the Secret 3K for four years now. And it came about when I went to Afghanistan in 2016 and ran uh, a marathon with the women and girls uh, to support their running for freedom and equality. And so I came back from that and I was with, the, with a filmmaker, Kate McKenzie, and Kate and I met John Stanton, the founder of The Running Room. And we talked to John about our experience in Afghanistan. And he said, we've got to have an event. Let's do something where we can support uh, women and girls. So we started the Secret 3K. And over those years, it's been held in 10 locations across Canada in running rooms in you know, cities where they have running rooms, but also virtually. We've had people who, when we started, saying we want to do it. And so we've held it in different uh, countries around the world. Last year was totally virtual. We had uh, around 3,000 participants in 23 countries around the world. And so I thought, wouldn't this be a great event for Rotarians to be part of? And, and some Rotarians have, have been part of it, not as clubs, but just as individuals. But I thought, let's kind of pull this together. And so I'm on the board of the Secret 3K and I said, I'd like Rotary to be part of this. So we can have your name, your Rotary Club and your district. We can record all of this. And so this year, on, uh, we're gonna have the, the, uh, the Rotary Day of Service, the Secret 3K, it's gonna be held on uh, March the 2nd next year, but also, and that's during International Women's Week, but also because Rotary are now gonna be in, into this, um, we can do that event during the week, that week. So maybe it's a club night or some different time. We can come together as a club and do the 3K. And what we're doing is we're supporting um, uh, a number of charities, including uh, Canadian Women for Women in Afghanistan, uh, the Marathon Afghanistan, Go Guides of Canada, and 261 Fearless, which is an organization founded by Catherine Switzer, uh, the first woman to run the Boston Marathon. Now, one, just a couple elements about this event. This is not a Rotary event. I think this is something that's very important. We're very good at having Rotary events and inviting people to come to our event, which is, which is great. Membership is kind of number one. We, we're, it's really important that we look to have new members so we can do more with, with you know, what we're doing. I think we also need to go to the community. We need to get out and go to their events and go where the community is. And this is an example of that that we'll be, we'll be um, 
with community people in their area, whether it's in a city or whether it's virtual, and we are part of somebody else's event. And I think then when people see what we do, I mean, you, you two are perfect examples. There are, I believe there's millions and millions of people who are Rotarians, but just don't know it. Okay. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know that actually they're Rotarians. That's because they haven't seen us in action. And I think if they see what we do, if they see what Rotarians do and how we make a difference, they'll say, boy, I want to be part of that. And I think that's one of the challenges we have is letting people see what we do. And we've got to do it by action. And I think they'll want to join Rotary. So, so that is the, that's kind of the second initiative. And the third initiative is the district conference um, in May, on May 14th uh, next year. And it's a one-day conference. And I think the reason we're doing that is we've had uh, feedback that the cost of the conference is somewhat prohibited when we had the kind of multi-day conference. And so we said, fine, we're going to go with a one-day conference. We're going to hold it in Cochrane. And the theme is going to be supporting the environment. And again, I think this is super exciting because the seventh area of focus in Rotary, and Rotary has a number of these kind of key areas, but the brand new seventh one is supporting the environment. And so that's what we're going to hold next year, May the 14th, uh, as our district conference. And so that's it. Those are the three district initiatives. And I really feel, and I'm you know, super, super happy to chat to, to you two today, is that from a club point of view, you can be involved in all three. All members can be involved in all three. The conference is not only going to be in person, it'll be live streamed as well. So again, it'll give an opportunity for everyone to be involved. But I think as you say, it's, it's kind of finding your passion, see what we're doing, see what fits for, your, for you individually and for your club, and then just going for it. Nice. I, sounds like uh, three big, exciting things planned for your year. So with each of them, if the people listening are interested in Move for Polio or the Day of Service and the Secret 3K, is there a specific website or somewhere that they should go to check out more information or? Yeah, so I, I'm not sure how um, on this podcast, how you you kind of set it up in terms of connections. I mean, I can send you information or, or you know, we can look at the, the district 5360 website is probably the best place to go. All the information will, will, you know, will be there. So um, yeah, let's, 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 I'll send you some information and then, and then we can go from there. And also let's put it on the www.district5360.com website. Absolutely. We can add it to the show notes of today's episode. So if you're, you're listening, check out the show notes and you can uh, see all the links that Martin has provided. Awesome. Yeah. Very, very exciting stuff. Um, so kind of segue and, and you've touched on this, obviously, with the big three initiatives that you have planned, but the theme for this Rotary year is serve to change lives. And to me, this really highlights why many of us join Rotary. And I think it expands nicely on Rotary's mantra of service over self. You know, we get involved and give back because we want to make a positive impact in the community and help those in need. We don't volunteer because we want to meet for lunch and sell raffle tickets and work a casino night. We join Rotary because we're rota- because as Rotarians, we have the power to really make a difference in people's lives. But can you kind of describe what this theme means to you, how you landed on this theme for the year ahead? Well, this, this theme comes from uh, our, our RA president, Sheikha Mata. And each year there is a presidential theme and his is served to change lives. And I think, you know, I think it, 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 for me, it conjures up a couple of things. Uh, one thing we talk about is a rotary moment. You know, is there something that 
that has happened in, in Rotary for you, that really kind of sums it up. And for me, it was when, and I've had a, a number of them, both locally and nationally, internationally, but, but what I like to talk about is, this was eight years ago, and when we had the big floods, and High River got hammered. High River really, really took a beating with the floods. And the word went out for Rotarians to come to High River and help with the cleanup. And again, this just is an example of, of the power of Rotary. I mean, we have 1.2 million members around the world. You know, we're in, we're in 200 and something countries. Like it's, you know, it's a, it's a tremendous organization. But locally, we were asked for our district to come to High River and see what we could do. So I went to High River one morning and met a bunch of Rotarians. And they said, we've got to clean out some basements. So they sent me and a number of other uh, members to a house. And it was the house of a uh, accountant. And his basement had been flooded and they pumped it out. But in his basement, he had boxes and boxes of, of computer paper. As accountants do, I guess. And it was wet. The, those boxes were sodden. It was wet and slimy and it was just horrendous. But uh, the, the, but the five of us went down into the basement. And I mean, we probably worked for two, three hours. It felt like eight hours. I mean, we were lugging this horrible stuff and taking it up, up you know, and just throwing it on the lawn. But we got it. We, we got the job done. And, and I have a picture of the five of us lined up, huge smiles, but we're filthy. Like we're absolutely filthy. You know, we've, we've got all this mud and, you know, guck on us, but, but we'd made a difference. We had helped out and as individuals, but more so as, as a group that during that time in High River, we managed to help a number of people. And I know we've changed lives. We've had thank yous. We've had, you know, without your support, we, you know, things wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't be like it is. And I think that's something to think about you know, we can do something almost every day to change lives and serve to change lives means that's that's up and uppermost in our mind is what can what can you and I do? What can we do as a club that's going to change lives? And I think if we kind of keep that in the forefront, then there is numerous opportunities. But it's all about taking action. It's all about actually doing something and not just talking about it. So I think it's something, again, um, on your pin board there, Chad. Another thing to put up there, okay? I think, uh, you know, I think it really is an excellent theme for this Rotary year. No, for sure. It's uh, it's interesting what you said earlier about there's a lot of people out there that are Rotarians and just don't know it. And I think that uh, the, the floods was a, an interesting examination of that, it's seeing all of the people just show up. You know, uh, me and some friends just went down. This was before I was a Rotarian, but... We just went down to Bonas and just started cleaning up, helping people clean up their houses. And then after a few hours there, uh, someone's like, oh, we're going over to this area. They were hard hit. So we all went over there and there was just, you know, hundreds of people out there who weren't impacted, um, but just, you know, grabbed their boots and gloves and went out to do whatever they could to help. And, and so I think that there is a lot of that community spirit out there. And sometimes it's unfortunate that it takes those tragedies or, or big catastrophes to bring it out but i think people are looking to give back and and so we just need to tap into that as a rotary organization well well also and one thing i've been thinking about is quite a bit about about membership but you know why why haven't we had an increase in membership in i don't know 20 years i mean i'm just saying it's, it's been 1.2 million we've had new members join but we've had members leave and i'm and i'm thinking that you, you know one thing i think we need to kind of reflect on is there are 
obviously people who are Rotarians in their hearts, they just don't know about Rotary. And so what are the blockages? I think that's one way of looking at it. what's stopping people joining. And I think if you look at it that way, and especially, you know, from a club point of view, and, you know, you're a, you know, you're a club, Calgary Connect. So what's stopping more people joining your club? And I think as a district, we need to reflect that on, you know, reflect on that as well. And there, and there are a number of areas that have been identified. For example, the type of clubs, and we're sort of getting into the nitty gritty here, but I think there needs to be new kind of clubs, be they cause-based clubs or, you know, satellite clubs or clubs that reflect, and especially, and I'm really happy to have you here today, a different demographic, a different view. And I think we've got to be aware of that and be open to that. So this is how I think Rotary is evolving, is we've got to look at clubs that reflect the community. It's as simple as that. And, and how do we make that work? Going back to one of my notes that's going up on the board, I think uh, you, you nailed it with break it down into chunks, chunk it down. Um, I think one of the barriers to entry to Rotary is that there's an expectation that we're, you know, I mean, Rotary is focused on eradicating polio. So then that almost sets like a really high bar and people are like, oh, well, if I'm not going to eradicate polio, then what am I bringing to the table? But there's so many things that, you know, people can do. You just got to break it down to smaller chunks and just start somewhere. Well, I think so. That, I mean, that's, you know, that story about High River, it, you know, that was just a group of us going to a, a basement and cleaning it out. I mean, I think this is, let's not get, let's not get overawed by, by the bigger challenges, which I think that's where Rotary as a, as a collective can have a huge impact. But let's think of ourselves as, as a club and what we can do, whether it's, you know, cleaning up trash along the highway or, you know, doing, you know, Meals on Wheels or something there's things you can do that that are very straightforward and that make a difference so i think we mustn't say oh you know i'm uh, because i'm not doing this mega project well i can't do anything well no we can all do something and just to turn it into the you know the the, the running metaphor one step at a time just break it down let's do something today make a difference today and that all collectively builds up into a huge impact oh certainly um yeah, I mean, before we wrap up and, and we've touched on it, I've got a lot of post-its for my board. Here's some, <laughs> some great advice that's going to help me uh, in my runs and my marathons and in life for sure. But uh, so I guess to go back to the well one more time, is there any other words of advice or rally cry to our audience for how we can serve to change lives that you'd like to share before, before we wrap up today? Gosh, we've covered a lot of ground there, uh... Uh, Val and uh, Chad. So I, I just think, um, you know, as we as we head into today, just look at today and see what what's what comes up and what opportunities we have to do something. I think sometimes we get caught up in the planning of the future stuff and we sort of miss out on today. So I'd say live in the present. And, uh, you know, as you as you as we get up and head outside and see what's going on, uh, let's let's look for opportunities to to help somebody. Maybe something comes up where you know, do I do this or don't I do it? And, I, and, and let's just do that. And so I think that's not a bad way of looking at life. And of course, being part of Rotary, we have the opportunity of seeing a lot of other areas to help and because they just keep coming. I mean, this is, you know, there's not going to be a time when, when Rotary isn't relevant. It's going to be relevant and it's going to be more relevant, I think, as we move forward. So uh, just be present, be aware. Martin, this has been so inspiring to just hear your perspective, what you're bringing this year. I mean, it just it's going to be incredible. Um, I always like to ask as a final question, what uh, motivates you to get out of bed every single day and keep serving your community, keep being part of this 
rotary community and inspiring individuals? Well, I think, I think for myself and my wife, Sue, we've got three kids and three grandkids. So there's a couple of elements. One is uh, sort of leaving a legacy. And we talked about passing the baton and just kind of setting a, an example for our, our kids and grandkids. I think that's so important. Uh, also, I think we're very fortunate where we live uh, in, in Canada and generally in the, you know, the Western world type of thing. You know, the world isn't, isn't, isn't a balanced world. I mean, I've been fortunate to travel to places like Africa and Afghanistan and, and uh, you know, different locations. And there are challenges all over that I think are totally unfair, just totally unfair, whether it's, whether it's you know, gender inequality or whether it's you know, persecution different, for different groups. And, and so I think we can do a little bit. Now, let's not beat ourselves up that oh, I'm only one person. Not, you know, I can, you know, I can't make a difference. Everything we do when we help an individual, doesn't matter who it is, makes a difference. So don't, let's not get caught up in, I'm, I can't do enough. No, I mean, give yourself a break as well. Like, good Lord. I mean, you need a, you know, we can't, we can't keep saying, oh, I should do this, you know, do that. Like pace yourself. It's like, it's like the marathon, Chad. You got to pace yourself as you, you know, do the, do the whole thing. So so I think just um, the fact that I can, and I'm, you know, I'm fortunate, then I think it's, in, you know, it's incumbent on me to, to do it. And so that's just something that I think has been instilled uh, over, not my whole life, but especially since, you know, Wendy passed away and I, and I went to Africa, it's sort of a journey. And I think that's where I'm at is that if I can, you know, make a little bit of a difference. And now with this position as district governor, it's yeah, it's been a big challenge. But I think, again, when I talk to clubs, I'm doing these club visits and I'll be doing a club visit to, to your club at Calgary Connect. I just just the feedback and the, the spirit, the uplifting spirit that I see with uh, our members, it just it's all worth it as far as I'm concerned. Awesome. Martin, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to join our show today. It was great to get to know you a bit more. And uh, we look forward to working with you throughout this Rotary year. And I'll certainly be thinking of your advice often as I look at my board and all the post-its that I've got as a result. (laughs) Thank you very much. Oh, look, absolutely my pleasure. Uh, Chad and Val, thank you for asking me. And it's just, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share this. It's just phenomenal. What an inspiring conversation with Martin. I'm so excited to have him lead this year for our district. I loved how he talked about movement as a theme. That's something that really resonated with me. I think sometimes we get, you know, and you talked about it, Chad, too, kind of get in our head like, oh, well, what can I really do? What can I really contribute? And uh, and sometimes we have to also take time for ourselves, move and treat ourselves mentally, physically in order to be able to serve our community. Uh, so I really loved that. I, I don't know if that resonated with you, Chad. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's I, I'm not joking. I, I have so many post-its of good things that he said that are going to go up on my board and a great, great perspective to approach, you know, marathons, life, difficult situations, you know, break it down into chunks, ask for help if you need, don't do less than obsess. Um, yeah, like I, said, I think sometimes we get in our own way and, and we become kind of paralyzed by indecision or fear. And I think what he was getting at is, you know, you just got to start somewhere, uh, start small, keep moving forward. Um, you know, whether or not that is on a project or is physically as well, like you said, it's, it's good for your own mental health. And um, yeah, I, I think that it's also, it was very interesting to hear, you know, his journey and, 
how he found himself in a, a place in, in life where he was just stuck and, and something wasn't right. And so he took action and uh, made it, sorry, took, took action and, uh, and did something about it and found this whole other life, you know, kind of in the second act of, of his life, uh, you know, and now, now he's an author and a speaker and a marathon runner. And so it's, it's never too late to get moving and make a change. And, you know, man, all the good that he's done as a result of that for communities around the world and here at home is, is pretty incredible. So um, yeah, pumped to have him as the district governor and looking forward to, to the year ahead. Yeah. And if, if you haven't checked out his Ted talk, you have to do it. He talks about that trip to Afghanistan, the person that inspired him. I mean, it's just, it's just incredible to think about, um, all these experience that Rotarians have. And I mean, getting to know Martin today has been just amazing. I'm excited for future podcasts with uh, other individuals, just tapping into this network of Rotarians that have so much experience and, and insight now that you got, got to get your post-its out for the next ones too. I think uh, post-it wall is going to be full there. Yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, it's going to be a full board. That's right. Well, it's been, uh, it's been great. Thanks for joining me today as a co-host uh, it was such a great conversation. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Happy to happy to be a part. Uh, like I said, the good good mottos and and messages that are are going to be on my board and in my mind for a long time. So I'm happy that I got to be here and take it all in. And and I I hope that our listeners out there enjoyed it as well. Awesome. Well, it's been a great episode with Chad and Martin. So thanks for joining our show today. And thank you for listening to today's episode of Hey Neighbor. If you loved what you heard, make sure you hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for more episodes featuring amazing Rotarians like Martin Parnell. Um, We're going to have the show notes, have some links to connect with Martin further. Um, But we will see you next time on another inspiring episode of Hey Neighbor.